It's Morning Edition from NHPR. I'm Rick Ganley, and this is the New Hampshire News Recap. This week, heavy downpours led to flooding in western New Hampshire and most of Vermont, and forecasters are predicting more rain leading into the rest of the summer. Here to talk about the local effects of this extreme weather are Trisha Nail, reporter for the Keene Sentinel. Good morning. Good morning, Rick. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And Hadley Barndollar, reporter for the New Hampshire Bulletin, is on the phone. Good morning, Hadley. Good morning. Happy to be here. Glad to have you both here. Let's take stock of the damage caused by flash flooding in New Hampshire and Vermont this week. Here's what we heard from first responders and emergency workers. You're having flooding in areas sometimes other than rivers. Um, and those can be very hazardous because you don't know what's under there. City streets, you might have to deal with manhole covers that have popped up or other trash and debris. We've been getting a lot of public works requests, as you can imagine, with some of these towns that are seeing road closures, getting things like barriers, sandbags, certain things, signs, road signs. And there might be some other emergency support functions as well that we bring in. Once the culverts got compromised and filled up with rocks and debris, it caused the water to kind of shed out across the top of the road, which, which ended up washing out some of the dirt roads that we have in town. Some of the sounds on and reporting that we had heard this week. Tricia, what have you seen in the Monadnock region where you live? Sure. So where you lived in the region uh, and how much rainfall you received was highly variable. Uh, the National Weather Service in Gray, Maine had reported as many as three or four inches in some places and less than an inch of rain in other places. Um, I know in Swansea and Winchester in particular, there were uh, some significant washouts of the roads. Also, Nelson, Richmond, Stoddard had some washouts. And uh, the biggest of those has probably been State Route 10, uh, which has disrupted traffic uh, since it's a thoroughfare road going into the region and going into Massachusetts. But it's hoped to reopen today. Uh, that's because most of the uh, culverts had washed away. Uh, and I know in Swansea, uh, Dunhill Road uh, involved a road collapsing under an ambulance who was transporting a patient at the time hmm. uh, who believed she was struck by lightning. So I imagine that was a harrowing experience. Um, I know flooding as well in Swansea uh, canceled uh, Pilgrim Pines uh, Camp, uh, which is a longstanding uh, camp at Swansea Lake. Um, the director of the camp said he's never seen uh, this level of damage uh, at the camp or, and it's never had to shut down on account of weather like this before. Um, and I know uh, on Sunday night, about 150 people had to be evacuated from that camp. About another 30 were evacuated uh, Monday morning from Camp Squanto, which is the uh, uh, children's camp. And uh, we've also had some recreation sites close. Um, at, there's Otterbrook Lake in Keene and Surrey Mountain Lake in Surrey, which have both uh, seen their parks close. This came after the beaches at those two parks had closed on account of uh, lowering floodwaters. Um, so. And do we know anything about reopenings for some of these camps and in places? Are they going to be able to to get people back this summer at all? Well, I know Pilgrim Pines is not sure at the moment, and uh, I know it's the same for the Army Corps uh, as far as the uh, two lakes that have uh, closed as well as their beaches. Yeah. Hadley, can you give us an idea of how much rain western New Hampshire actually saw this week, and and how does that compare to, to normal? So, Trisha, as Trisha just mentioned, what's really interesting is rainfall can be extremely variable depending on the location and topography. Um, the town of Swansea recorded a preliminary uh, 4.52 inches of rain, for example. And to put that in context, for the month of June, the statewide average rainfall total was 6.3 inches. So the rain that fell um, July 9th through 11th in Chester County was quite a bit for a short time frame. And in terms of the rain we saw throughout the month of June, it often felt like it was the rainiest month in recent memory. But experts say that was because of the persistence of the rain. When we look at the actual rainfall numbers, the month didn't break any major records. July, however, is already shaping up to be worse in some parts of the state, and we're just halfway through. 
And of course, we have the rest of the summer with a, a rainy pattern that seems to be stuck in place. So, Tricia, what about some of the financial impacts in towns like Swansea and Winchester that you were talking about that, that have been hit by this flooding? Sure, sure. So I know uh, Winchester and Alstad uh, were still determining their uh, financial impact as of Wednesday. Uh, I know in Hensdale, which is next to Winchester, um, there were repairs uh, estimated to be about $70,000 for uh, one of the extension roads, and the private road is estimated to cost about $6,000. Uh, in Swansea, uh, town officials are estimating about $1 to $2 million in damage, and it's also delayed the uh, town's old home day uh, that, uh, that was scheduled for this Saturday. So there's big implications here for, for towns, of, of obviously in their budgets, but also for tourism in, in what is typically, obviously, a very busy time of the year. Uh, climate scientists are predicting more extreme weather in general, including flash flooding in, in here in New England. Hadley, how is rainfall changing across the Granite State? Climate scientists often describe it as the extremes are becoming more extreme. The dry is drier and the wet is wetter. Um, in New Hampshire and the Northeast, we're expected to see an increase in extreme precipitation events, which means more rain or snow falling within shorter periods of time. Um, in the case of rain, this increases the chance of flash flooding, just like we saw last weekend in Cheshire County and, and Vermont. Um, a recent study out of Dartmouth found that events bringing 1.5 inches of, or more of heavy rainfall are anticipated to increase by more than 50% by the end of the century. And in my reporting this week, I spoke with someone from the national organization Climate Central who explained that as the atmosphere warms, it can hold more water, um, approximately 4% more moisture for each degree of warming. It just, when you say 50%, that's just such a staggering statistic. Absolutely. Uh, I'm wondering about how you know towns and cities are thinking about this and their planning and their infrastructure. Of course, this is something that's that's you know obviously a very big concern for 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 urban planning. Oh, absolutely. And considering in New England we have you know very old infrastructure and infrastructure that was not built um, to hold a lot of this extreme uh, precipitation. So that is certainly going to be um, on the minds of municipalities going forward. Now, recovery efforts are underway in parts of New Hampshire and Vermont. Tricia, how are the state and local communities responding where you're reporting from? Sure. So the immediate response from towns was uh, to open shelters for residents. I know in Swansea, Whitcomb Hall opened uh, on Sunday night. And then the Elm Center in Winchester was open for several days as Winchester is slightly more impacted uh, and it's uh, flooding in roadways. Um, I had the chance to meet uh, with the governor, Chris Sununu, as he visited Winchester uh, on Wednesday to assess some of the damage at Forest Lake Dam, which is a small community dam in Winchester. Um, he had shared with me that he was unable to get FEMA approval for the state at the moment uh, to request uh, accelerated federal approval for road work and for property repairs. Essentially, that process uh, involves towns completing damage assessments with FEMA officials, uh, and they must complete those within 30 uh, days of the flood. Uh, for the state to submit that request. Uh, FEMA will then evaluate that and uh, then send it off to President Joe Biden for approval. Is there anything else that he said the state can be doing? Uh, he's hoping that he, uh, the state can work with FEMA uh, at accelerated pace than normal uh, using things like satellite technology to identify damage. Um, and also the state itself is seeking to repair uh, some of that damage uh, to dams uh, using funds from a leftover budget of $35 million that was allocated last year uh, for high-hazard dam repairs. Now, forecasters are predicting more rain. It's possible to see more flooding in New England this summer. Um, I want to play some tape here from Vermont Governor Phil Scott. This is going on. We're getting just as much rain, if not more. And it's going on for days. 
and uh, that's my concern. It's not just the initial damage, it's the wave, the second wave and the third wave, and we're trying to anticipate that. So there's uh, Governor Phil Scott there from Vermont. And, of course, he's saying that you know, he's worried about more rain to come. Hallie, what did you hear from first responders as they've been you know, cleaning up with, with the threat of more bad weather in the forecast? After the events of um, you know, the past week, I, I talked to the fire chief in Swansea who said it would likely be weeks before some of the impacted roads were even passable and much longer before they were fully recovered. Um, and, and as you said, that is even before um, you know, a second, third or you know, potential fourth you know, round of flooding hits at any point during the summer. Um, he said the town's public works department was working around the clock and calling in outside contractors. Um, he predicted a long road ahead, as Trisha mentioned, one that will likely require federal disaster relief. Um, I know the town of Winchester is also thinking along the same lines of this with its forest lake dam, um, part of which collapsed. The damage emptied the lake's water level by several feet, and officials have said that will have a major impact on summer recreation. Well, it is peak tourism season, you know, for New Hampshire and for Vermont. Visitors from, from uh, you know, all over uh, are coming up this weekend and the following weeks. So I want to ask you both, Tricia and Hadley, where can visitors and local residents find more information on how to stay safe this summer with these, these weather predictions? I'm thinking particularly of you know, campgrounds and hikers. Tricia. Sure. So I know statewide uh, visitors and residents can go to uh, newengland511.org uh, to see real-time data on state-owned road closures. And then more specifically for uh, the Monadnock region, in our coverage area, the Keene Sentinels staff have created a road closure map that you can view on our website at sentinelsource.com. And then additionally, I would even say if you're on Facebook, uh, just check out town and community Facebook pages and groups. Um, you, they're a great way to connect with neighbors and residents. I've uh, made some great connections uh, this week with uh, Swansea and Winchester in particular. Um, and then you know, people will post about road closures. Towns will share if facilities are open and closed. And things like recreation areas will share if events have been uh, canceled or postponed. Yeah, it is. A, it, of course, it's, it's very uh, locally dependent um, where, where you're going to be. So check in with, with, with the local uh, businesses and officials as well. Hadley, how about you? How can, can people keep up with what's been going on in the state? The state's Department of Homeland Security and Emergency Management has really good resources on its website. They had released a lot of information um, ahead of the flooding uh, this past weekend. And the Twitter account for the National Weather Service out of Gray, Maine, is a must-follow for people looking for the most um, up-to-date weather warnings. Okay. And what are you both keeping an eye out for as you continue to follow this story? Sure. So I cover business for the Keene Sentinel. I'd like to look further into how this has affected our local economy. I was uh, previously interested in covering uh, farms and crops in the region, which were already suffering from a late frost we had in May. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, undoubtedly, I'm sure some of those farms will be uh, impacted by this flooding. Um, and I'd also like to see okay. uh, when some of the camps and recreation sites may open. I know as far as the rest of my uh, newsroom colleagues, uh, they're interested in looking into how the region will brace for further rain this weekend that we're expected to receive, or if it's not serious, uh, continue recovery efforts that uh, uh, All right. We're going to have to have to leave it there. Trisha Nail from the Keene Sentinel and Hadley Barndoller from the New Hampshire Bulletin. I want to thank you both so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, Rick. You can, find, you can find more of their reporting at sentinelsource.com and at newhampshirebulletin.com. We have some time now to turn to NHPR meteorologist Rob Carolyn. Uh, Rob, we've been talking this morning about extreme weather predictions in the far future, but what about the immediate future? Are we going to see any breaks in this weather pattern that we've been experiencing for, for weeks now? 
Rick, from all the guidance I've been looking at, I don't see a break in the weather pattern that we've been experiencing now for uh, several weeks. It looks like uh, the troughing is going to continue to set up over the Great Lakes. Frontal boundaries will continue to move through or stall out across New England, and all of this will lead to uh, more shower and thunderstorm activity as we're going to be seeing from today right through the upcoming weekend and into the early part of next week. So what does that mean for flash flooding in parts of New Hampshire and Vermont that have already been hard hit this week? You know, recovery efforts still aren't away. Do we have the possibility of seeing more flash floods again this weekend or or next week? Flash flooding, it is a possibility because several things are now in play. The ground is completely saturated. It doesn't have the ability to hold any more water. Lakes, rivers, streams, they're all higher than they normally are this time of year. Keep in mind, they usually fall off to their lowest levels during the summer months, and that's not the case. They are at full, if not above bankful, for many of the streams and rivers. And with the water just running off, it's going to fill the watersheds very, very quickly. So any storms we see, particularly on Sunday, the setup may produce some localized flash flooding. Does this mean people need to keep a closer eye on weather forecasts and flood warnings all through the summer? I would certainly be paying attention uh, to the weather forecast over the next several weeks, especially as we get closer into hurricane season. My big concern, Rick, is that we get uh, this type of pattern to hold up, and then we start to get the tropics involved, where we get either a landfalling tropical storm or hurricane somewhere that brings moisture up into New England, and that causes problems like we saw worse than Irene back in 2011. If you remember back with Irene, that dumped 6 to 12 inches of rain across northern New England in a very short period of time, about 36 hours. If we were to see that happen with the setup we've got in place so far this summer, the flooding would be much, much worse than what happened with Irene in 2011. So it's a situation where people really should be paying attention, especially once we get into August, September, to what's going on in the tropics, and also paying attention to the local forecasts, because this pattern does not show any signs of breaking down through at least the end of the month. NHPR meteorologist Rob Carolyn, thank you for the weather update. You can find more of our flooding, weather, and climate coverage at nhpr.org. We'll be here next Friday with more top headlines. I'm Rick Ganley, and this is NHPR.